0: Hello passengers and welcome to Game Train's 2018 Game of the Year special. I'm aware that it is 2019 now, but we don't care on Game Train because we're going to look back at the last 12 months. Joining me always is uh, Carl the Lyrical Smith. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, have you started to have fun yet that we're in a new year or are you still in? It is my new year's resolution to have and learn what fun is. Oh, wonderful, wonderful! So here we are. We are using our little Zencaster fun times again. We're hoping this all works fine. It's gonna be perfect. Uh, it's just gonna it's be gonna, so perfect. Gonna be awesome. But so, pretty much how we're gonna run it is this: we're gonna uh, say what the little topic is. We're gonna just quickly rattle off uh, the nominees, and then we're gonna say what we selected for our personal personal choice here. So.
1: Yeah, um, quick reasonings and all yeah, kinds just of a real things. quick
0: reasoning or and and we move on. So we'll try and get through this the best quickest we possible. Then later on in the show, we've got the passenger participation section where you all wrote in, told us uh, your hype trains, lame trains, etc. So we'll do that later in the show. But uh yes. let's kick it this rides off. You ready? Oh Great. man, all right, let's do it. Game I, of the yeah, here it is. Okay, let's all right, go. all right, best indie. Best. Uh, Best indie nominees are Gris, Dead Cells, Tetris Effect, Below, Celeste,
1: Salt and Sanctuary, and Hollow Knight. All right, now it has to go, I have to say firstly that I didn't play Salt and Sanctuary, so I unfortunately can't really judge that one in particular, just so you guys all know. Uh, And also we've got Tetris Effect there with question marks because we weren't 100% sure whether this was an indie per se. Wow, so well, we're, we're off a to a rocky. good start. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We start with the tricky ones. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. All right. Okay. How do we do you, wanna Mate, go, you go, want go. to Go, go, go. The people are waiting. All right. All right. All right. Um, mine was a, a special last minute addition to 2018, and it was uh, Gris that just kind of hit out of nowhere. It. Um, I think the thing that got me about it the most, besides how great it was, was the lack of hype it kind of just snuck in there and it felt like the old days where you just go to the video store pick a game look at the back and go let's see what this is like and then go like oh my god so uh yeah it was gris for me
0: uh for me it was dead cells i thought this game was amazing um mm. i played it so much just a whole repetitive starting back at the start again every time you die uh, there's was just something about it that just struck a chord with me and i just i had to finish it i had to keep going through until i got to the end and I just love the um, item system, the upgrade system. It all works so well together. It was so much fun. I love Dead Cells.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was also one that kind of had minimal hype and just was like, yeah, really good.
0: Uh, all right, on to our next category: best story slash narrative. And the nominees are God of War, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Red Dead Redemption Two, Celeste, Spider Man. And Detroit
1: become human. Nice, nice. All right. Um, well, this one, this one was like quite an easy one for me. There was a lot of really good nominees there, but I had to go with Celeste. It was just I've never seen it done quite the way Celeste did. In that, the difficult gameplay was written into part of the narrative, and getting through the anxiety and stress of the main character was like you actually playing through the anxiety and stress of the levels getting harder and harder. And once you completed them, you achieved something and became stronger within yourself at the same time as the protagonist did, which was just like this kind of symbiosis between player and character that I've never experienced, and it was just – it was awesome. I loved it. Very fresh, very cool. Uh,
0: For me, for the best story narrative, I've gone with Detroit Become Human. I thought it was great. I loved the – the choose your adventure kind of style like the different choices that you make or actions you do affect things changes the story slightly I, I just really enjoyed it i it was a lot of fun uh even though i had a colossal mess up at the end of the game and didn't get the
1: best, yes you did didn't,
0: didn't get the best ending but it's okay it's all right i was like 0.1 of the world that had played it got my ending but that's that's cool <laughs> wow i love that yep
1: Oh well it's everyone's it's a, everyone's Detroit yep. right
0: Okay uh next up we have the best Aussie game that's right a game made by Australian developers so we should always tip our hats to the uh, the local industry here in Australia so we have Hand yep. of Fate 2 Australian Open Tennis The Gardens Between Hollow Knight and Damsel
1: I think we might have the same one for mm. this one as as I think the world might uh which is Hollow Knight Yeah yep. I agree I agree. That was um, and that was very close to being one of the best indies as well. I mean, it was in our nominations, but that was, that, I think that was even some people's game of the year. That was a fantastic game. Beautiful world, beautiful, challenging gameplay, like just awesomely realized everything. You know, like that mm-hmm. artwork, very cool, very smooth to play, and, and just gorgeous on the yeah. Switch I, I loved
0: it. It was it was a great game. It had challenge. Um, you know, great Metroidvania style game um heaps to explore yeah, yeah i mean
1: this did come out a couple years before didn't yeah, it like it last like 2017 Steam, or something but, yeah, it came but to Switch uh, this, this year yeah just for clarity we've got it on this list because it was yeah the switch mm-hmm. release and it's the first time we played it that's right
0: uh all right next up we've got the best rpg we've got assassin's creed odyssey dragon quest 11 pokemon let's go monster hunter world octopath traveler and nino kuni 2
1: Big one. Big one. Ah, this one's this one was a tricky one for me. There's um There's quite a lot in there and a lot of hours and like I didn't I didn't get to play Dragon Quest XI and my goodness did I want to. Uh, I'm waiting for to... the Switch version. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I didn't get to jump into Nino Kuni 2, so I'm really just choosing between four of them here. Um but for me, it was a a newcomer to the uh, a relative newcomer to the genre, and it was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, that that game's becoming more and more of an RPG. It was closer to the Witcher three than it was Assassin's Creed now, and I just can't wait for where that's going. But the um the RPG elements have been such a welcome addition to this um, to this franchise. And you know that mixed with the actual fluidity of the new Assassin's Creed playstyle. Was just some of the best fun I've had all year, so uh, yeah, that was that one for me. I went with Octopath Traveler. I get I know nah. I gave
0: Assassin's Creed a really good score, but in just terms of pure RPG, Octopath Travel was awesome like choosing from the eight characters, you know, going around collecting them all. I know the stories didn't really intersect, um, as much as I would have liked, but it, it was still a really yeah. fun RPG. I enjoyed the battle system.
1: Um, yeah, it was a nice, it was a very yeah. like lovingly. Realized, old-school RPG, yep. sort of re- redone. It had,
0: a, had a great look to it. Great sound. I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, Octopath Traveler for me. All right. Mm. Uh, next up is our best multiplayer experience. And mm. the nominees All are right. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Red Dead Redemption 2 Online, Red Dead Redemption 2 because someone asked me to put that in, Forza Horizon <laughs> 4, Sea of Thieves, and Fortnite.
1: Oh, and A Way
0: Out. Oh, and A Way Out. Sorry, I...
1: Yeah. Of course, mm-hmm. that's all right. That's all right.
0: All right, mine's Super Smash Bros. because Super Smash Bros. is awesome and I enjoy smashing Carl at it
1: online. The end. Whoa, diggity. Uh, right. Uh, mine is yeah, the weird one. yeah. So, it was just my favorite multiplayer experience of 2018... Was not on Red Dead Online, but it was on Red Dead Redemption 2, their single-player game, which was, it was so good that it made me disappointed when Red Dead Online finally dropped because I was expecting more of it. But, you know, we got together and there was, we did it for a few nights where, me and Callan and my brothers and some of my friends, um, all got together before Red Dead Online even came out, and we were trying to find the treasures together. So we'd all travel to the same point of the massive map. In red dead online and we'd all open up our maps and all be in the same party and go like right and uh, if you guys did any of these treasure maps they you just get a few like rough pictures and some squiggly lines and we go like what the hell does this mean i don't know i don't know and then someone would go like i think i know let's go here and we'd go and head to this direction someone saw and went no you're wrong let's go and then someone would just like click and go wait i think it means this and we'd all run over and race over and obviously not being able to see each other we're just sort of doing it in our own time but at the same time it was like we were in these like you know multiple dimensions living in the same world trying to achieve the same goal it was fantastic fun and we when we finally found the treasure it was so exciting and we'd all wait going like all right you guys ready to do some treasure hunting tomorrow and but then when red dead online dropped it wasn't the same there wasn't something quite like that like the treasure hunting was just like this big glowy area and it showed you where the treasure was and you don't really do it together and I don't know, it's it was really weird that I enjoyed the single player game, playing it with my friends, more than the game designed to be played with my friends. So I thought mm-hmm. I'd put that in there just to mention so I kinda disagree with yeah. I kinda I disagree with this nomination, but anyway. That's okay. That's okay. Well, um if you disagree then I'll just say uh forza horizon four. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause->
0: <laughs> It reminds me of the discussion we had last
1: year on the uh, the bosses. Oh, yeah, the boss <laughs> fights. Well, you know, we have to have some controversy, or how is this a show at all? You, you played a single-player game and said it's your best multiplayer experience. It's not my fault I had the best multiplayer experience in a single-player game. Uh, I got all right, so time. let's keep moving on here. All right.
0: We, we could talk about this for a while. Okay, so we've got best fighting game up next. Uh, we yes. have Dragon Ball Fighter Z, uh, Soul Calibur VI, and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. All right. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Let's go. Yep. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Easy. Fantastic game. If you have a Switch, get it. If you don't have a Switch, get a Switch and get it. All right. If you
1: don't like fighting games, get it anyway.
0: Yep. All right. Uh, next up is the best art style. We have Below, Tetris Effect, God of War,
1: Gris. Dead Cells, Spider-Man, and Octopath Traveler. Mm, Another tricky one. There are a lot of beautiful games this year. Um, And mine has to go to Gris. That was the thing that sort of struck me firstly with that game. It was like nothing I'd ever seen or played before, ever. It was just gorgeous. And it was uh, the newest, you know, I think it was the closest to uh, this year of me feeling like I did when I played Cuphead, where it's like, well, this is just animation. This is like next level. I can't even. If someone walked in and didn't see me touching a controller, it was just like, oh, these are these are drawings and paintings. There's not a pixel to be seen. Gorgeous, just beautiful.
0: Okay, I've uh, I've gone with Octopath Travel again. I loved that retro look yeah. that they went with.
1: Yeah, I thought you might. I had this highlighted as Callan's possible pick. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was just gorgeous looking
0: game with what they did with it. Uh, they nailed that art direction straight away. It was cool how they had a little depth of field in the background as
1: well. Yeah, I
0: I really liked it. So, yeah, Octopath Traveler is the best art style for me. Gorgeous game. On to the best gameplay. So, we have Tetris Effect, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Spider-Man, God of War, and Monster
1: Hunter World. All right. Now, Tetris in general is is often hard to beat as the best gameplay because it is one of the most sort of fundamentally perfect games in my opinion but uh, i have to give it to spider-man this year that as soon as you jump into that game even playing it for the first time at e3 it, you know like when that happened i was like well that's that's the best fun i've had in a video game in a long time it just everything feels right it's so fun and then we went away and played other games the dlc dropped and i went back to spider-man recently and it, you just you don't skip a beat you jump right back in there and it's so intuitive and you're Spider-Man again and jumping, you know, across buildings and doing all this really cool stuff. It doesn't just feel good, but it looks good and you feel like a superhero. So, yeah, Spider-Man for me.
0: I also went with Spider-Man. Like, the swinging around is just awesome. Like, the game throws you straight in and just push, says, push R2 to swing and you're off. And that's it. It's, yep. it's all, it just feels fun. It's smooth. It's it's just good. It's It's seriously good. Okay. I don't
1: think I fast traveled ever in that game, um, except when you have to. Once.
0: I think I did once or twice, but most of the time I'd just swing across the city, and yeah, um, yeah. And no,
1: I what mission. No were. games
0: had me do that before. That's had fast travel. I always use fast travel. So, yep, same. Yep, even in Forza. Exactly. All right. Uh, onto the best soundtrack slash score, we have. Ooh. Okay. We have Gris Tetris Effect. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Beat Saber, Celeste, Spider-Man, or Forza Horizon 4?
1: Oh, man, this one's hard. This one's really hard. Uh, I just, Hmm, Yeah, see, I had a lot of trouble trying to choose this one. Uh, and I, in the end, I had to give it to Tetris Effect because, uh, well, there's in the main story, there's like 30 levels. They're all visually different and all musically different. Um, and uh, you can do this thing where you actually turn off the music and you realize how much of it is actually integrated into the gameplay. And every time you move one of your tetraminos left or right, something happens with the music melodically, and then every time you rotate it, something different happens in a different part of the score. And if you're moving left and right and rotating all at the same time, really quickly, it all happens at once. It's all in time. And then once you get a few like Tetris moves, it builds into the chorus and so on. And the the faster and further you get the song builds and it happens every time. And it never gets old in all different styles from like, you know, traditional Chinese drums to techno, to hip hop, to jazz. And everything is manipulated by your gameplay. And they haven't even been able to make a soundtrack properly because they can't find the definitive version of any of these songs because it's so unique to the player. Uh, And I've seen nothing like it, or heard, I should say, nothing like it before. It was just fantastic. And in earphones and being in like virtual reality and seeing it all in front of you and just being immersed in that world adds this whole other element. So, um, yeah, Tetris Effect for me.
0: Uh, I have gone with... Uh, super smash brothers ultimate this has like every video game character in there with their songs ever, so mm. <laughs> yeah yep there's some uh some classics yeah, that yeah, you just nah, can't it's beat it, in there it's very it's a very very very, very, very good and um complete soundtrack except they could have done with some more final fancy sounds but anyway
1: yeah, okay, that's very true.
0: on to uh best sports slash racing game we have all right FIFA 19 forza horizon 4 Mario Tennis Aces and the Crew Two.
1: Okay, so Forza Horizon Four. Shall we just move on?
0: Uh, Forza Horizon Four. Yes, we shall. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, <let's laughs> yes,
1: easy it. It, it, one. So we've <laughs> no, got that best game's co- just too good. Like, hey. Yeah, I was just saying that that game's too good. Like, I, I hope we don't just uh, whiz past it that too quickly every time we choose it. It's just such a clear winner because the game was like just the best by far it might have been the best in several years yet alone just this year it was beautiful it played well all kinds of things like forza horizon 4 is just so fun
0: all right next up we've got the best console which we thought was the best console of the
1: year or best thing
0: all right so we've got yeah the nintendo switch the xbox one x the ps4 or the playstation classic
1: right this i mean it's i i think it goes to ps4 this year to be honest with um with all the big releases, like with Spider Man dropping and with God of War, you know, like Switch, it was pretty fantastic as well. But I think last year was Switch's time to shine, yeah. and possibly next year. But there was like this strange lull for a long time this year until right at the very end. Yeah. Just um, I mean, an Xbox One X, like ooh, they had Forza. Look, it's it, and it, it's of coming. East. It's coming. Just we're gonna. It is coming, but yeah. I, th- I, I think, yeah, this year was PS4 for me. Yeah. look, Which is lucky because the other PlayStation thing. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, PlayStation 4 easily with their exclusives that they
0: just, you know, every every time they rolled one out from Shadow of the Colossus, Detroit, God of War, Spider-Man, like every time it was just hit, 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 hit. So Fantastic. Yeah, yeah they had a very good yeah. year. They had, a, they had a great year. Um, Xbox, please start releasing your your exclusives over the next 24 months—we can't wait. Okay. Oh yeah, big one. This one, best world to explore. Yeah. Okay. Red Dead Redemption Two. Very big. There are
1: some beautiful Fallout worlds. Fallout 76,
0: Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Gris, Pokemon, Below, Dead Cells, Monster Hunter World, Ni no Kuni 2, and Forza Horizon 4.
1: Nice. Okay. Well, mine. Mine goes to Red Dead Redemption 2 by a long shot. That was like exploring that world was the absolute best part of that game. You know, like graphics aside, graphics were already fantastic, you know, and and, like all the dust and all the mist and seeing it in, in like the different weather systems and the different times of day. But then just the sheer amount of life in there and the hunting and the animals and the different plants and the fish and like, and the people, And how they reacted and, like, just seeing how that world worked and what you could do and what was possible was, like, hours and hours of gameplay outside of even doing a single story or side mission. Just actually being and living in that world from the big cities to the empty, like, big plains. And uh, it was just – it was incredible. What a world.
0: Okay. Um, Mine – Mine was, uh, let's see, what was it again? It was, wow. Um, oh, there we go. Assassin's Creed Odyssey.
1: <laughs> oh, you didn't remember. Yeah. That's okay. No, no, just,
0: oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it, look, I love going out around the Greek islands. It was cool. There was a heap of different biomes from volcanoes to islands to desert areas. Then you got Athens. Sparta was different again. Like, that was gorgeous through there. Uh, just, cruising around the mountains and oh, I was just, I loved it. I loved it. Going on yeah, the yeah, water and was very, very Yeah, I, I, thought was, I thought they did a great world and it was huge. It was such a big game to just get around. So, uh, yeah. yeah, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, just great to explore it that way. Alright, well, next up we've got the best new IP. So this is the best new game series, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's not like a continuation or a sequel or anything yep so we've got uh dead cells gris celeste below an octopath traveler mm, nice okay now for me it seems like from everything i've said and all the comparisons that i should go gris in this comparison but it's definitely dead cells because just as an ip it just seems to have so much more potential to me than anything else in this list like it was fantastic super fun great to look at and it just worked on every console so you 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 don't think there could be a gris 2 is what you're saying gris was beautiful in in its its own pocket like i don't think there's if they told any more of that it just would ruin what it is and what i loved about Mm -hmm. it i loved how short and how like its own sort of start to finish there's it's not really like a gameplay thing it's more of a Experience and a journey, and and something that's w- really quite moving. And yeah, I don't think, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the uh, Lion King sequels. Some things just don't need sequels. But um, ah, Dead Cells yeah. as potential, I think, was was the coolest idea of this new new IP. So yeah, definitely Dead Cells for me. Okay, and you, sir?
0: Nice. Uh, mine was Octopath Traveler. Yeah, nice. I thought it was great. I'd love to see an Octopath Traveler two someday. Uh, it was great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Really hope they uh, expand on that game. I'm getting a lot of Callen love. Hey, that Octopath, they, they killed it this year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, it's a good game. Good game. All right. Uh, next up we've got the coolest character or best character. Nice. Uh, we have, uh, Celeste dead cells guy.
1: Uh, Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah. Um, Arthur from Red Dead Redemption, Kratos from God of War, and Spider-Man. Yeah. Now,
1: this one's pretty cool. It's, a well, coolest character. Come on now. I I chose Celeste, and this is because Celeste isn't actually the protagonist's name. It's the name of the mountain Oops. that you climb in it. Yeah, but uh, that is definitely my choice, because that was a character in itself, and they're, like... The more you got to know that mountain, the more it became apparent that that was, uh, you know, like, there's not too much I can really say without spoiling too much of it. But there was just something amazing about that particular thing as a character. I mean, you know, and people say, like, oh, the world is a character in this game, yada, yada, yada. It was never so apparent as it is in Celeste. But, you know, if I had to pick a person, it'd have to be Kratos just for his voice.
0: Yeah, or well, I've gone, I've gone gr- Kratos uh, just for the whole boy thing uh yep. it became that became a meme yeah, no, so, overnight sensation I, I guess, just from that just for me i'd say one word. it was, it was great i, I love the character of kratos and what they've done with him now and turned him into this father figure um so yeah it was it's cool i can't wait to see what they do with him in uh god of war 2 whenever that comes out
1: yeah and he's he's come a long way you know like spider-man's yep. cool but he's still just the same spider-man whereas kratos uh he would he's changed a lot in the years he was such a 90s like goatee sort of you know looking dude in his early games and now he's just matured into this amazing character so
0: yeah all right next up we've got the funnest boss fight so there is no um no friggin what is it big things from zelda this time so we can skip that which is great yeah um it is great uh we've got um boulder from god of war we've got bird in gris we've got Rephalos in monster hunter world we've got giga bowser in super smash Bros ultimate we've got the minotaur in assassin's creed odyssey and we've got the electro and vulture battle in spider-man
1: uh easy one for me it was balder in god of war that fight was like it was its first chance to show off what this game had in store yep. for you and like it like it was earth moving. Like you would smash his head into mountains. You'd pick up trees and throw them in the, like all in the middle of this fight. You'd just be like, like they, it was such a fight of gods and there was so much power and, and you just felt it and, and it looked so gorgeous and he was so powerful. And yet you could still sort of step up and feel like you were, you know, like holding your own at the same time. And it, it, it was really this, amazing way of making you feel like this guy is unbeatable and yet somehow you still come out on top, but you really had to work for it. But like just the perfect boss fight for me. Yeah. Boulder and God of war.
0: Right, I've gone with the, um, electro mm-hmm. and vulture fight in Spider-Man. Uh, normally yeah. in these games, you fight one super villain at once. It was cool pairing you against two at the same time. You could throw them into each other. They interacted. Yeah. It was, it was just a really fun boss fight. Um, Big shout out to the Minotaur in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, though that was super fun too. Nice. Okay, uh, nice. next up, the worst boss fight. We've got Fallout seventy six. Oh, we.
1: <laughs> yep, <laughs> fighting that whole game experience.
0: <laughs> it's a bit of a joke, Harry. <laughs> I'm surprised you that he's playing at home. <laughs> All right, uh, next up, we've got the best dressed character. Uh, we've got Kratos from God of War, Gris from Gris. Um, Was her name Gris? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we're calling her Gris. Um, uh, Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption 2. Cassandra from Assassin's Creed Origins. Androids from Detroit Become Human. Alexios from Assassin's Creed Origins. Carl, did you put that one in there? No, I didn't. And um, also Spider-Man and his suits
1: from Spider-Man. Uh, all right. Well, as an avid Marvel card collector, I have to go with Spider-Man and his suits. There was so many like yeah. nods to old suits and the like nostalgia you'd mm-hmm. get from discovering new ones and some of the new ones that they added. Yep. You know, uh, you know they even put in more in the DLC. I think you got three per DLC. So there's nine new suits on yep. top of that. There's just so many. And then there was the
0: old... internet outrage at not having the suit from the Sam Ra- Sam Raimi. Trilogy in there, and that yep. was a huge uproar. But then they added that suit in, so it's got the Raimi suit in there too. All free. Oh, they just
1: gave yeah. that to you, didn't even have to unlock it, and it was like a Christmas surprise. And they yep. even they've just added the uh, into the Spider Verse suit as well. Oh, really? So, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow, they just keep going, <laughs> yeah, that's in there as well. So, and I can't, I reckon they're just going to keep adding because it, you know, it's not too hard to do. And some of these suits, some are ugly as, but some are just awesome, like such a nerd happy vibe in there like it it was just a whole extra part of spider-man was unlocking these suits and then you know whizzing around the city and looking unreal in them so definitely the suits for me
0: I okay guess. um the biggest letdown of the year we have fallout 76 Ooh. nintendo online metal gear survive we happy few Carl not going to pax and the ps
1: classic Yes, and special shout out to don't you guys have phones? <laughs> <laughs> Still makes me laugh. Oh my god, okay. Yeah, just... yeah someone would you choose that? That's yeah. It was see, there was a lot of big letdowns, and everyone knows how I feel about the whole Fallout seventy six debacle, and that just kind of kept going, but to be honest, I wasn't sure what I expected. And, um, as an actual letdown to something I truly wanted to be great, it was the PlayStation classic and its roster of games. Uh, I was truly let down cause I would have, I was just so excited. I would have loved to have this little PlayStation mini next to my SNES mini and play some of the most like amazing games of that generation. Uh, but for some strange reason, they just went with like just the worst collection of games. Like they're not all terrible, but as a collection to represent the PlayStation in this classic collectible to say like, here is the PlayStation and here is how we're representing it as a console. uh, It was just, that was a huge letdown for me. I was quite sad to see Uh, that.
0: Mine was going to be Carl not going to PAX, but I made fun without Carl anyway. So that was all good. Um, It is uh, mine. My biggest letdown was We Happy Few. I um, was your biggest letdown? Yeah, yeah. Well, on, let me let me explain why. Okay. I'd seen this came right, in I'm for like two years leading up to its release. I thought it looked great. Uh, then there was the whole controversy of it being banned in Australia. I'm like, I'm never going to get to play this now. Then they went, actually, that got overturned. I was like, oh my gosh, yes. I was so excited. I played it and it was absolute rubbish. That's why I was let down. It was just the strange. roller coaster yeah. ride leading up to okay. it. Um, I've got a lot to say on Nintendo yeah. Online, but I'm going to leave that for another bit. Um, yeah. But um, the yeah. biggest letdown in its little area is we happy for you. But yeah, yeah. All right. That
1: makes sense. All right.
0: Uh, best experience. So this is just like a little thing that happens in a game, whatever, and you go, "Oh my gosh, that was so amazing!" Or little thing that you know. You wouldn't really get to uh, experience again. Okay. Uh, the horse ride after Garama in Red Dead Redemption 2. A last minute tree yeah. kill in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, working out how yeah. Dead Cells works in Dead Cells. And playing Beat Saber for the first time.
1: Yeah. Okay. These are all wonderful experiences. Actually, all of those were really, really cool. Um, I have to, I have to give it to the tree kill. In really? Smash. No, oh man, that that moment was like we all screamed in the mic. So there was, were you there? Yeah, you must have. Yeah. Been. yeah. So we're all in the in the um, chat. There was maybe like what between four to six of us. I I just wish I remembered. I think it might have been Dylan. Possibly, I, I want to shout out the correct person. And if it wasn't you, sorry, that was either Dylan or Mitch killing Melvick. I'm not quite sure who it was, but it was one of those three, I, I hope. And if it wasn't, I'm going to do a shout out. Sorry to the correct person next episode. But Dylan or Mitch or Melvick. Now, Melvick's my little brother. He was using the villager. In uh, in Smash, and just using this tree to kill everyone. Now I don't know if everyone knows the concept of the tree. I don't fully understand. You got to plant a seed somewhere, Mm -hmm. right? And then you can like set it off to grow really Mm -hmm. quickly and hit a person with it, and it does a lot of damage. But it's all about like good timing, and and I, from what I remember, someone was fighting Melvick with it, and you know, like it was his main move, and it was just this the very very last hit in the game, and we're all there watching. And it was the last two fighters, you know, everyone else had been killed. And he'd come in, he'd planted his tree, and it was just about to grow. And he, like, hit the villager, and you could see the villager getting hurt. That was the last hit, and we all cheered. And then it said, like, the villager won, when we all clearly saw him getting punched. And we're like, what? No way. And it, like, a millisecond before he punched him, this tree grew, but... I just can't even do it justice all of us screamed we're like how did that happen that was amazing we were yelling to say like make sure you save that replay he since has saved it so we'll upload it onto our Facebook so I can show you guys what the hell I'm talking about but yeah there was not quite a moment like that this year where everyone just all at the same time just kind of screamed and like what just happened oh my god that was amazing so yeah that was really cool
0: nice mine was the uh the horse ride in Red Dead Redemption 2 uh i likened it oh, to yes. the horse ride in mexico and red dead redemption one which is one of my favorite moments from that game
1: yeah that's the only reason i didn't give it to it it's because i felt like i felt that before.
0: yeah no it felt it, it felt great it to felt experience funny. again that's what i loved um uh yeah. very uh 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 high regards to the beatsaber. playing beat saber for the first time though like putting on the VR helmet yes. and then seeing yes. those little like lightsaber things was an awesome experience too. But yeah, I, I, the horse ride just pips it. Yep. Just. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, people. Ooh. We're uh, we're going to roll into our game of the year now. Oh, my goodness. Here it is. All right. So we get to pick our favorite game of 2018. Okay. So uh, the nominations for game of the year is Red Dead Redemption 2. God of War, Dead Cells, Tetris
1: Effect, Spider Man, mm. and Celeste. Oh, and Gris, and Smash Brothers Ultimate.
0: Okay, all right. Uh, so, what what have you chosen for your game of the year?
1: Well, I went to mostly a surprise to my own self with Gris. That game came from nowhere, and I I was I welled up in that game several times uh it was just so inspiring i got lost in its world i've t- i took more screenshots than any switch game to date which if any of you know me that's a big deal so visually it was just like without equal but it was just as a gameplay experience the the like mix between gameplay and challenge and storytelling and just like inspiration It was it was amazing and it was just such a powerful game and. An, it might have a lot to do with like, I I went through this thing earlier this year where I had to get vocal surgery and I lost my voice. And the start of this game has a lot to do with not having a voice and trying to find that and not being able to sing, which I know is more of a metaphor, but it hit quite literally with me from the get go. And I was just lost in there. And for a game that takes barely four hours to finish, it stayed with me like long after many of these other games that I played. Um, I I didn't expect that at all. It came, like, right in the last minute, and it just... Yeah. Uh, If I could recommend any game for someone to play, whether it's a gamer or a non-gamer, and it was my favorite game of the year, and said, like, just to a stranger, like, what should I play? And they hadn't played any of these games. This is the one I'd recommend. Cool. So, yeah. Gris for me. Came out of nowhere. And you? All right.
0: I've Uh, I've gone with... Gone with God of War. Nice. Yep. Great choice. Yeah, this game was all done in one like that one shot look. Yep. No, and I think I think that's what sold it to me. Well, I, I loved I love the that direction of the game, you know, that, that cinematic experience coming from a film background. I just fell in love with it straight away seeing that. Yeah. And and just how they tied different aspects of the game into that. I thought that was absolutely incredible. I loved the characters, I love the story. I can't wait for part two. I know. Normally it's like you see DLC coming, you're like, Ugh, DLC, okay. I wanted DLC and was sad that there was no DLC for this game. Yeah, so true. Uh, it was just the right length of game though for the main story as well. It didn't drag. It wasn't too short. It just hit this sweet spot for that game. Uh, yes. it was yep. There was exploration, but you could do it linear as well. like. Yeah, I uh, for, for me it just hit the nail on the head so many times that it, it it beats out stuff like you know Red Dead and Spider-Man and stuff just for what it is and and I I so hope they do that whole one-shot thing for part 2. I hope they keep with that because it that was amazing and how they did it is just yeah, I can't even compre- comprehend how many hours they would have spent in pre-production for this game to figure out how to do that.
1: So true just it's like if they don't do it the next game it's fine if they do it as well it's like well it's been done but it's kind of like it's, it's 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 thing part of it yeah, yeah yeah it's just
0: yeah and i love the character of praedos as well and just boy and ah oh, it's just and just a yeah. mythological it, aspect it of it and yeah it was very very cool game very cool game
1: nice wow wow that's our that's our game of the oh. year
0: we're rolling into um, the passenger participation part of the podcast. Ooh, that was a few peas in there. I know, wow, I, I know that. Well, you nailed. That. me the lyrical. Um. All right, so we asked the passengers this time again, like we did the other year. Uh, their lame love and hype trends for the year. So let's roll straight into it. So first up, we've got um, Nobu M from the Game Sushi podcast they write in and said their lame train was full 76 slash Elder Scrolls 6 reveal. They went on to say, I was so pumped to get it and decided to wait for reviews. Turned out to be a sorry, unfinished cash grab by Bethesda. That is in no way to treat the fans of one of your biggest IPs. Also, the Elder Scrolls 6 reveal at E3 was so bullshit. Showing me a small clip of the title, some land, and using music from Skyrim was total lame sauce. Everyone knew it was being developed already. They could have shown us more than that. Bethesda totally dropped the ball this year. Yeah, they did. Yep. And dropped the ball into a nylon bag. Um, Okay. Come on. (laughs) Uh, Their love train is getting my PS4. Thought I wasn't going to get one in time for Red Dead Redemption 2, but actually was able to do it. Red Dead Redemption 2 turned out to be my game of the year for Rockstar's dedication to a superb single-player experience. And nice. Nobu's hype train is Cyberpunk 2077. Enough said. Thank you for that, Nobu. Um, okay. Next up, we've got Rowan Carmichael from the Platforms and Pitfalls podcast. Man, there's a lot of peas rolling around at the moment. Yeah, there is. You're doing very well. Thank you. Uh, Rowan's Lame Train. Steam getting more silly with its store. Probably had a bit to do with what, the Australian dollar and stuff coming into it now. Okay, yeah. I
1: didn't experience that too much. I don't do too much no, with Steam. I'm not really a Steam user these days. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Love Train. Obscure localizations everywhere. Okay. Yeah. So I think he, I think he's talking about like Japanese games being localized over here for once, whereas that never used to happen in the past. Yeah, it's just true. happening for
1: obscure games now. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's happening more and more with like the uh, the Switch being you know multi region mm-hmm. and all that yep. kind of thing. That's really nice. Okay. uh
0: Rowan's hype train is. Uh, oh gosh. Okay. Here's a word for me. Umi Neko remake on PC possibly. Okay. I've never heard of Umi is. Nico, but I'm now going to have to go look it up. But thank you yep. for that, Rowan. Okay, True next that. up we've got Andrew N- Natoli. He says, I should know what show he's from. Should we just leave out what show he's, he's from? from? Come on, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. He's so from he... a mysterious show. No, he's from the Inconsolables. Okay. Uh, he hasn't put down a lame train here. Maybe he loved the year so much. Unless I forgot to put it into my notes here. Oh, also, Andrew loves everything now. He didn't dislike anything, which is hilarious because our whole show is about disliking stuff.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I've been lying to you all.
0: (laughs) All right, so his love train. Um, The baseline quality of games we're getting nowadays. Sure, there are some exceptions, but we're getting a lot of cool, different stuff. I I should leave out the next line. I don't agree with that. Um, he also said know. stomping Callan at the ADP and King of Packs specifically. So he, he liked that too. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay, cool. Well, yep. I'll, I'll go ha- put 40 hours in the space invaders at the arcade and we'll see who wins then, mate.
1: Wow. Oh, right. I think <laughs> we coming up. <laughs> actually they've got, gameplay, they've got that same, go. they've, they've got that same
0: space invaders at the arcade that's just opened up 10 minutes from my house so i'm like hmm. <laughs> do
1: you have like 80 bucks <laughs> no i don't <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right type train is Sekiro, shadow dies twice devil may cry nice. five the outer worlds and kingdom hearts he said his list is very long
1: yes it is it there is a big list of good games that's true
0: Okay, next up we've got Natalie Turner from uh, D1DLC Podcast. Natalie's Lame Train, Blizzard Activision for cancelling HCG and Heroes of the Dorm and for the do you guys not have phones comments at BlizzCon. Yeah, so pretty much Blizzard come out and pretty much downsizing their Heroes of the Storm stuff, which is really disappointing for a lot of people that followed that. They sort of pulled a lot of their funding and stuff, it seems, from a lot of their um, esports events with that game. Mm. Ah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Natalie's Love Train, the spiritual successor to Theme Hospital, was released. And it is amazing. Two Point Hospital. Yes, that was a great game. I played it earlier this year as well. Loved it. Yep.
1: Yeah, okay. True. And
0: Natalie's Hype Train. The remake of Langrisha 1 and 2 Warsong coming to PlayStation 4 and Switch in 2019. I've never heard of that game, but again, I'm going to Google that one as well and have a look.
1: Yeah, correct, man. Some These are really interesting because there's stuff here that not only am I like not even hyped about, but I just don't even know exists. There's so much stuff yeah, out there. Yeah,
0: exactly. All right, on to the next one. Cool. Delirical lyrical decide to write in. Hmm, I wonder who that was.
1: I don't I think he's uh, an artist, like a yeah. New girl he from said, somewhere. "Lame,
0: Kellen, love Carl, hot cyberpunk." I told him to go away. So
1: whoa, you can't tell any of our beautiful passengers to go away.
0: Yeah, yeah. Unless it's your co-host, just trying to be a smartass. Oh, I
1: hear the lyrical as quite quite the pull. He's got a few fans, you know. My a lot.
0: I like this next guy writes in. He writes in. Paul Davison writes in.
1: Oh, <laughs> he Paul, says,
0: uh, "We don't have to read that one." He says. His lame train is Carl's lack of fun. His love train is Callan's love of fun. And he's hyped for the last episode of 2019. Wow,
1: so he's already hyped for 2019's Game of the Year episode. Oh my goodness. Wow, that's, that's some real future planning. That is pretty I, good. I, I, know, I think he meant 2018, but we're just going to say he's hyped <laughs> for next year's Game of the Year episode. Wow, that's that's a man that looks into the future. That is some hardcore Yeah, planning. he's he's very excited.
0: All right, Sean Fullard, who our um our Fullard Award is named after, his yes. lame train is Red Dead Redemption 2. He said, it is so slow and boring, and for a AAA game, it had triple F controls.
1: Ooh. Wow, ooh. Tough, huh? Yep.
0: Rough. Uh, he said he loved the... He loved God of War and finally playing The Witcher 3, two amazing games. Mm, yep. Okay. Well, that makes sense. His hype train is Kingdom Hearts 3. And he said, maybe this one will explain the story, question <laughs> mark. Oh, I got bad news. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got some real bad uh, news. Next
0: up, we've got uh, Mark Santa Martino, who uh, has guested on the podcast throughout the year, so thank you for your help there, Mark. He has his own podcast these days called Must Play. Um, he wrote in and said his lame train is he agrees with Sean or Sean spelt Sean. <laughs> um, thank you.
1: Yeah, I thank you very much.
0: Uh, Red Dead Redemption Two was my most disappointing game of 2018. Amazing technical achievement in terms of unique characters, but the story was too linear and slow. Wow. Mm.
1: Did he miss Fallout 76?
0: I don't know. don't know. I think he's got a tattoo of that. No, I'm joking. Uh, um, his love train <laughs> is Celeste. What a gem. Hit me out of nowhere. What an amazing vi- visualization of depression and anxiety. Yeah, amen. Good work. Nice. He is hyped for Nintendo's 2019 Metroid, Bayonetta, Fire Emblem, Animal Crossing, Luigi Mansion 3, and he wants Banjo for Smash DLC.
1: Mm, Metroid, I don't know about 2019.
0: Mm, maybe, maybe, we'll see. Maybe. We'll, we'll see. see. Okay, Callum Smith, that's right. The uh, the guy that takes both our names and puts them into one.
1: Uh, our namesake almost, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, his lame train is Fallout 76. His love train is Red Dead Redemption 2 Online. His Hype Train oh, interesting. is Resident Evil 2 remake. I feel like he's just grabbed nice our opinions and just put them into one sentence here.
1: Yeah, that, that sounds pretty good, yeah.
0: Pardon me. Um Peter Tron wrote in, she wrote Lame Train, Sea of Thieves. Love Yeah, okay. That love makes- Train, Vermintide 2. Mm, and okay. Hot Train
1: is the Elder Scrolls 6. Oh, wow. That's uh Straight controversy mm-hmm. right there. Um
0: And last but not least, we've got Neil Napper here. And he writes in, he uh, says, yeah. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas to you too, Neil. Oh, thank you. Uh, he says, Happy New and Year. And Happy New Year. And he said, my lame train is I want SNES on the Switch. And they gave us NES. Yeah, right on. Yeah. My love train is all the awesome games that just came out. And you guys talking about them oh wow oh thank you yeah and uh my heart train is having nbn and being able to play a proper non-laggy game online how much of a difference does
1: nbn make it's amazing yeah right i think i share that with him so i i guess he's hype is he about to get it maybe uh, or something? That's what or i'm oh, reading man. from that yeah if, if you don't have it yet then that is the best hype train that we've had so far that that guy knows what to be excited <laughs> about that is going to change your world thank
0: you all for <laughs> uh, for writing in and being a uh, part of game train in 2018 as we record this in 2019 um yeah it's fine, it's fine. It's fine. uh right so uh i guess you and i should roll into ours
1: yeah that's right. it. all right here we go so, let's, let's do it let's jump right in um we're gonna jump in with the lame train Okay, my lame train, uh, we had a brief chat about this earlier, but is the fact that uh, there are some talkings and some ideas going around the industry uh, that Cyberpunk 2077, uh, Seiko, Last of Us 2, and Death Stranding, out of all of those, only one of them is probably coming out in 2019 which makes me sad because I'm looking forward to all of them so, so much. And I was at least hoping for two, possibly three. But uh, yeah, that's, you know, and I guess this whole sort of weird next gen, current gen gap year that 2019 is going to be is is a bit of a lame train for me. So
0: that's your lame train of 2018 that 2019 could be a gap year.
1: Oh, we're talking about 2019, uh, 2018. Yeah, yeah, with the lame train for the year, buddy. Oh well, I guess you know. Rewind back to biggest letdown, uh, but um, <laughs> I I, I kind of see them as different things, and I'll get to that in a okay, sec. Okay, well I, I I agree with you. So if we're going with that, then it's uh, I have to agree with the person that said Bethesda as a whole, because not only did their game suck, and not only did they just do bad thing after bad thing after it, and not only did they release everybody's address and number, but Before any of that was the immense hype and promises we were given, which, you know, led us to be so excited. It wasn't just a letdown, but it was like a false uplifting for months.
0: Was it Todd's uh, fancy shoes and shiny jacket that got to you?
1: Now, if we're going to talk about fancy shoes and shiny jackets, then we have to give a shout out to uh, Girlfriend Reviews um, on, on YouTube because she's just come out of nowhere. It's a new channel. And these are like some of the most hilarious videos on the whole internet. And if we're going to talk about shiny shoes, we have to give her some love because she made a beautiful rendition of country road in that song, uh, in that video. And I think that's probably one of the better videos explaining everything, but yeah, my lame train is Bethesda. Okay. So
0: I know this was my, this was in, um, our letdowns, but, this is going as a whole, over the whole year, what my lame train was. So, I was let down by, um, we have a few, but the lamest thing was Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah. Okay. Now, a, I had already had a feeling that it was, wasn't going to be great, so it didn't really let me down as such, but it, it just showed how bad it was going to be when they did release this. Yeah. yeah. They did nothing to solve any of the complaints with people did, where people like, we voice chat, we don't want to do through our phone, but it's still on the phone, and they're still trying to push that stupid app. I go in there, I can't make a party with friends that I see online. I can't message any of my friends online that are on there. Instead, I have to message you through my phone, like through Facebook, and go, hey, fight me in Smash, rather than invite Kyle to Smash Brothers or something in the game like I can do on friggin' Xbox. Then you go, oh, yeah, Carlin wants to play whatever game he's inviting me to or whatever. Um, And and then them just drip feeding these NES classics to us. Like when they said they're releasing 20, when they released Switch Online, I thought, cool, we're going to get like 20 or 30 games a month just rolling in. No, like two or three. And it's like golf and stuff like this. I'm like, dude, you've got a massive, massive catalog. Put it out there for the people. Like it's not very expensive, but it's a paid service now. And I expect a a little better from that. I really do. Just give me
1: Tetris. Just give me give Tetris. Me,
0: so as um, as was Neil that was saying that um, he wanted SNES classic games. Give me those. Give yeah. me the '64 classics. Yeah. Give me the GameCube classics. Got such a big back catalogue. Just they could smash the competition by just releasing that stuff on their online each month. But instead, they just release two or three things. It's the voice chat and the group functionality, which it's it's 2019 now. It's stuff should be in there from the word go. Give people choices if they want. Give strict parental controls if you don't want children go- joining groups or whatever so parents can put that into the Switch so it can stop the child you know, joining groups or voice chat or, or whatever. Just give us the option to do so. Like It's so annoying. I play a battle of Smash Bros. and have an amazing game with someone. I can add them as a friend, but I cannot actually send them a message to say, wow, that was a great game. Thank you so much for that. You know, let's have more games another time. I can just randomly add him for a yeah. friend, but I'll never be able to frigging message um, Goku two six six four, whatever his name is. You know, um, it's just a screen name, and we have no way of communicating yeah, yeah, with yeah, each other course. unless we go into an arena. We both ha- both happen to be on our phones and have the app on and talk through that. It's just
1: stupid. Yeah, and people don't want to give out their phone numbers to strangers oh well, it's not that you have to add them on your your app but that's oh, just mean, really app but that's if you're yeah. gonna use the app usually you just you know text someone but yeah. you can only text someone that's like yeah your actual just, real friend or your brother the
0: ability to message people and create groups and do voice chat and i think will be fine but yeah it's it's yeah it's where everything else is it's really disappointing that's my lame trend nice that it continues that's to be bad, bad. love train
1: Okay, what was your love train from oh, nice. 2018? I I had a lot of love trains in 2018, but uh one of them which is also a bit of a sneaky um shout out at the same time is uh is both Callan from Game Train and uh gamerhats.com is my love train for 2018. I have this Amazing Super Nintendo snapback hat, which is just the best hat I've ever owned. Uh, You got me my first one, sent it to me uh, in the mail, and I didn't know what to expect. I thought it was like a joke present. I opened it and went, that's amazing. Put it on my head. Never been really a hat person, but this thing is the most beautiful, like, uh, fine line between, like, a shout out to nerd culture and just subtle style. It doesn't say, like, Super Nintendo on it, or it's not like a picture of Mario. It's just the four buttons from the Super Nintendo controller, and they're, like, like they stick out. I can't even describe how awesome this hat is. It's, like, wool. It's it's built beautifully. And it, it's from this guy that does... He sells these hats on GamerHats.com, and it's a one-person operation, which is just so hard to believe. These things are fantastic, but I lost it when we went to... Um, When we went to L.A. to do the E3 coverage, uh, you know, through stories that I can uh, explain one day in the future. But anyway, (laughs) after that, Callan got me another one, which I was so happy about. And I was like, yes, I got my hat back. It was this big mission to try and get it. Finally went to Melbourne, got it off him, had my hat back. I felt like me again. I could be on stage. I could do all this cool stuff and feel complete with my awesome hat. That's my new Persona, I just love this thing so much. I've never freaking loved a hat so much, and then I lost it again. So I obviously don't love it that much. But something happened, and um, and I lost it on tour. I was devastated, and I was like, "Oh my god, how do I lose this thing twice?" So I went on to gamerhats.com to finally buy my own one. Thank you, Callen, for buying it twice. But I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do it myself. I'm gonna finally buy it. I did it. I ordered one, and then I wrote to to these guys and said, "Look, man." Your hat is just so awesome that I've lost it twice and I'm buying it again, like with all the hats in the world. Anyway, buying yours again. Thank you so much for making these awesome hats. Please don't stop. You're the best. And he wrote back and went, thanks so much. Love hearing this. Tell you what, I'm going to send you a free spare one so that when you lose this third one, you'll have it there ready. Uh, you know, Merry Christmas. And I was like, Oh my God, not only are these hats amazing, but this dude is the best. He's based in Melbourne his stuff is fantastic. Please check it out. I can't thank him enough. That's my love train.
0: Very nice. Yep. Yeah. Stop losing the damn hats, by the way. I've got a spare, but I'm, I'm going
1: to be very careful. Like people are getting these amazing hats for free now, you know? I know. Just walking around like some dude in LA just looked on the floor and went, nice. And some guy, <laughs> I don't know where, at what gig or wherever, just went, wow, look at this thing. And it's...
0: All right. Uh, my love train was living out a childhood dream and attending E3 for the first time.
1: Right. That was amazing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If you had told me, uh, when we started this, you'd be going to E3. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool to go check out all that. You know, I followed the coverage of E3 for 15 years or whatever. So, um, Yeah, it was pretty amazing to go check it all out in person and see what all the buzz is there, which was quite amazing. And yeah, PAX felt small when I went to PAX this time because of what I'd seen at E3. E3 is just
1: dumb big, just ridiculous. it's, It's And like you said, if you told me like years ago that you'd be going to E3, I would never have believed you. But then if you told me that they would actually let us go for free because of game train i would even more just be like there is just no way that's gonna happen yep so that was that was a whole extra icing on the cake mm-hmm. as well
0: all right uh, let's finish this off and roll into that hype train boom <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, Hype Train, what are you excited about in
1: 2019? What what gets you going for this year? Okay, well, there is a million, billion, quadrillion, million things. Maybe not that many, but there's a lot of things next year. But one that I'm hyped for, and I guess you could translate hype with hope. I'm hopeful for. Uh, and that is the whole concept and the game of Anthem. Because I want that game to feel and and just be fun and beautiful but I also wanted to become another one of those online communities that um, all of us are in and stay in for a long time like what happened with early destiny when when all of us were just in there all the time and hanging out and I'd just sit in there and start playing at any time of the day and one of my brothers or one of my friends would be in there from just all over who I've sort of lost contact with here and there but everyone was on destiny we're all talking what are you up to and Oh, let's go do this and let me help you with this. Like, many games are doing that, but just not as many are bringing like all of my personal friends and family together at once. There'll be a whole bunch, you know, over here in Smash Brothers, and there'll be a whole bunch over here playing soccer, and some over here playing Overwatch. But I'm hoping for Anthem, hopefully, it could be, but to be something that everyone's equally impressed by and is willing to level up and be in that world together. So, that's, yeah. That's my hype train.
0: I've, I found it interesting that we actually played more Smash Bros. online with like your brothers and the friends and all that than we did Red Dead Online. I thought that was amazing. Yeah. Same. Absolutely. So my hype train, I actually originally had Kingdom Hearts 3 written down here. Uh huh. But, um, I've changed that thinking about it. Over the last 12 months, Microsoft has been, well, the last, this generation Microsoft has lagged behind, right? They're trying to do the catch-up now, but over the last 12 months, they've made a big deal of all these studios have bought. They've bought, what, over 10 studios now?
1: Yeah, I think they, they have 13 now. I think they bought yeah. seven. Yeah. So
0: they've got all these studios under the Microsoft Studios banner now, um, making exclusives for them. What I'm hyped to see is, I'm not expecting any of these games out for like the next two years, but... Yep. to starting to see what they are working on now and these new exclusives that will be coming to the next Xbox and things like that. So we probably won't hear any big news until like E3, but I really hope their, um, their presser is, you know, based around all, what all these um, companies that they've acquired are now working on. So, yeah, you know, the worst thing would be they buy all these studios and don't say anything for another 18 months on what they're doing.
1: Yeah, that's true. Let's start
0: building the hype now, and this is what I'm excited to see, what these studios are working on and what cool exclusives Microsoft can pull out. Because as we discussed earlier, Sony killed it with the exclusives this year. They've still got some absolute bangers to come, including uh, Last of Us 2, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Death Stranding, uh, you know, they, these sorts of games. So, yeah, I, I, I want to see Microsoft hit back and hit back hard, and I... I'm hyped to see what they've got in development.
1: That uh, that makes sense, and I guess I mean, for people listening, you'd you'd probably know both of us by now, uh, and we're not like um, you know, Microsoft fanboys or anything. But people pushing exclusives, it's it's just good for all gamers because when they push that hard, they want they want it to be the absolute best it can possibly be. And there's just something about a really good exclusive that has this thing that third party games just don't quite have because they're they're not fighting the hard fight to try and sell an entire system so when you have this many like exclusives it's just there's yeah something really exciting in the air about it some wild wild west stuff going on you know all
0: right well i think we'll close down the game train now for this year Wow! oh last
1: year <laughs> uh, oh, oh.
0: no no but we've got we've got, big, we've got big news coming up in regards to game train in that we're expanding yes, we are but I'm not going into detail yet. Uh, we'll be going into detail on our first official, like, normal episode of 2019 when we have a look at all the games that are supposedly coming out in 2019. Yes. So yeah, we can't go into detail yet. We're just giving a little hint. Something's in the works, um, and we'll be releasing all the details on that soon. But just so you know, there's going to be a lot more content coming out from from the game train end. So stay tuned for that nice uh right so as always you can find us at facebook.com slash game train podcast on instagram at game podcast we're on twitter at game train talk we have a twitch channel but none of us stream anymore uh <laughs> no, on, at we'll game train twitch yeah we might have to get back into that since someone's got good internet now yeah uh and yeah um i think that about wraps it all up
1: i think it does
0: Bam! Cool. All right. Uh, Well, uh, I'm Callan, and I'm Kyle, and this has been Game Train.